Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. This podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. Season two of The 27 Club launches June 18th, 2020, with 12 episodes on the life and death of Jim Morrison of The Doors. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. everyone welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i am naomi and we are a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on the show we take the best sets from our live show couples therapy where we have comics who are close do sets together about their relationship and we bring them to you naomi how are you feeling today i myself am in a frantic anxious (laughs) state (laughs) um i am a little weary but that's nothing new i'm weary finding a little comfort and solace in a spin drift uh, a raspberry lime spin drift, you know, you, uh, real fruit flavor. You did a table read for season two of Mythic Quest. That was very exciting. Where you play Carol from HR. <laughs> Apparently an inside joke for all all you It's Always Sunny fans. You, Whenever you do that cadence, it reminds me of Movie Phone. Yeah. So Press one for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Press two for Parasite. Press three for Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Press four for Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> Press five for Sunset Boulevard. Press wow. six what for- is it? Wait, let's talk about the movie theater <laughs> that is playing both Sunset Boulevard and Ford v. Ferrari and an FX television show. Oh, okay. <laughs> this movie theater, it uh this is I'm now pitching you a TV show. Yeah, I'm gonna it, uh, is it takes place, it's out of time. So each of the theaters you walk into, you mm-hmm. walk are like a doorway into a new time period. Ooh, okay, right. okay, I'm into this. It's like that uh, Stephen King show, 1963, or book, or whatever the one is, 1961. The one where- I don't know, what? The one where- uh, noted, Is that the one on Hulu where it's a date, like 11 63 Yeah, that thing. Okay. Noted, noted assaulter, James Franco. Uh, goes into a different time period. Why you gotta even? Because you got you can't let these people off the hook. No, I'm not saying let them off the hook. I'm saying like at I don't every even moment. Know what a this is the court of public opinion. At every moment, you got to remind people. Otherwise, they let them slide. Next oh. thing you know, they're back at the top of culture. Next thing you know. I'm over you saying the word culture for every damn thing. You always talk about the culture, the voice of culture, Uh top of culture. And it's just like, I can't with you anymore. I'm always doing things for the culture. You ain't doing a damn thing for any (laughs) damn body. (laughs) I like love being like real sassy with you. Who was that crazy Australian anti-Semite that was in Lethal Weapon? Mel Gibson? Yeah. Shut up, girl. You know everybody damn name. I couldn't remember. I was, like, I was like, Mel Brooks, Mel Blank, Mel. I couldn't think of it. But like, look. Mel look B what from the Spice Girls. Yeah. Mel it was B. Mel B from the Spice Girls. <laughs> Mel G. From- <laughs> yes, Mel G. That's him. <laughs> but uh, what happened? We let him off the hook and he's back. 
Ugh, daddy's home. That's what they say when Mel G shows up. Ugh, daddy's home. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Gross. You know I hate that voice. But uh, yeah, so you just did that. I just interviewed a uh, indie rock icon for Beginnings, my other podcast, and uh, we are also we're weaning Mabel. Mabel, we found out she loves chasing a ball. Within the space of four days, we found out she loves chasing a ball, and that she's also addicted to it. Look it up; it's a thing. She loves chasing it to the point where. When you are not giving her the ball, she is barking at you. She is snippy. When you start throwing the ball, she will do nothing else for hours yes. at a time. She goes through withdrawal when she doesn't have the ball. She just sits there glassy-eyed panting. She also legit did not want to go for a walk. Like, girl, it's been 12 hours since you peed. How you don't want to leave the house because you want me to throw a damn ball? All she wants Addicted, is that. Addicted, sick and suffering. She's yes. sick and suffering. And I say, Mabel, keep coming back. It works if you work it. We so came back we've in. we've got her off. We've we, got her off it. We, we... We, <laughs> we, have to. we hid the ball and then we came home one day. All our furniture was gone. Right. And she was sitting there in a pile of new balls. Right. On a filthy mattress. She's just like, just panting. Mm-hmm. Just panting as heavily as she can. Tongue hanging out. Requiem for a ball. It oh. was disgusting. But I think we're close. She's back to playing with her toys. Her other toys. She was, she was not playing with her other toys. She literally forgot everything else. She forgot everything she'd ever known. Yes. It was wild. It's amazing. I was like, how is she an addict so quickly? And I think it's because if you think about it, her lifespan is so much shorter than ours. So where it might take a human a few years to develop an addiction, you know, a dog only needs like, you know, yeah. four, three, four days. She's riding that green dragon. Riding that green dragon. She can't get off the horse. <laughs> the felt horse is the what felt. I call the tennis ball. The felt horse. <laughs> she can't stop. I, uh, <laughs> so that's where we are, just so you know. But here's the thing, Naomi. So last week's episode with, with Wendy McClendon Covey. Yes. Wonderful episode, even though I was weird. <laughs> uh, but we answered your advice questions. By the way, call in. Leave a voicemail. You can DM us, but call in 323 323- Five two four seven eight three nine. We would love to answer your voicemail advice questions to the best to the best of our ability. I will say that because yes, um, one woman wrote us. Uh, she had just come out uh, as a bisexual to oh. a friend of hers yep. and her boyfriend. Okay, her boyfriend of four years. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And uh, I will say this: I believe uh, based on the. Uh, listeners that wrote in that we missed the mark. Okay, <laughs> on fair. our advice, factual and fair, factual and fair. So uh, the advice that all three of us, all three of us straights. Now remember, yeah. when you write in, you're uh, at the very least talking to two old straights, <laughs> two old straight sisters. Yeah, you and me. Yep. Uh, and so um, it's interesting. I was thinking about this, Naomi, when we were growing up. Uh, the idea of there being a sexual spectrum was, didn't really exist. It didn't exist. It didn't really exist. Gender Every, and sexuality were not spectrums. They were finite points. Yes. <laughs> everything was very binary. Yeah. And in fact, bisexuality was seen as a uh, a way station in between being straight or being gay. Uh-huh. As opposed to it being a genuine part of the spectrum and right. something you could be in and of yourself. <laughs> so anyway, when we were asked this question about uh, this woman who had newly come out and she was like, uh, I don't know, you know, what am I supposed to do? I believe some of the advice we gave all three of us was we were pretty like try to figure it out, maybe. No. So I, I think that, you know, we again coming at it as people who have not had that experience, who all three of us, right? Me, you and like, we're all people who have been in our relationships for a really long time. Yes. So the idea of, OK, if you do have these feelings what does that mean for the person you're currently with? Right. And so I think, and you know, we tried our best, but look, and you know, I always say when we tell you to call in, you know, we ain't professional, but I will pretend like I'm Oprah. So like, ah. you know what I mean? Like be open to the fact that like, I'm a random you've never met just telling you what I think you should do about your life. That's not to absolve, but that is to say that perhaps my feedback could be flawed. Yes. And we had a couple people write in and you know what? They were like, let me set you straight about it. Everyone... Almost everyone, I will say. Very nice. There <laughs> yeah. were one person who- uh, Was not having it. Not having but it. But you know what? That person is entitled to not have it. True. I could offer it, but that don't mean you got to have it. <laughs> yeah. That don't mean re- you got to have it. You can, uh, we can offer it. You can refuse it. Hello. Uh, so I will. I just want to read some of the people that wrote in because their advice, much better than ours. Honestly, beautiful. Thank you. It takes a village. I'm going to assume everyone- Some people said anonymous. Other people didn't mention it, so I'm just going to- Okay. Leave everything anonymous just in case. Hi, Andy Naomi. You two are great. 
So that's a nice way I to start. I love that you always like include the compliment because you like want people on air. You want to be like, I want the record to show that somebody liked yeah. those. So she, uh, I'll skip some of the stuff, but she thought she could offer some advice. Yes. Uh, like her, I am also a bisexual cis woman in a long-term relationship with a cis guy for five years. Mm-hmm. What I suspected for a long time, I didn't quote unquote officially recognize myself as bi until after meeting my partner. It was fine as he is also bisexual and a generally cool, supportive person. So one of the things I think we suggested was maybe you last time, this is me mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. saying this, not this person writing in, is I think uh, when while you figure this out, maybe you break up with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things. Because, again, I think we're taking this from uh, most media that we watch where it's just like if someone is having a uh, a crisis of identity, you know, they usually like break up with their partner as they try to figure themselves out. Yeah. So I think that's where we were maybe getting things from. But she says this, uh, this uh, person writing in, I think it is pretty extreme to suggest (laughs) leaving your boyfriend over this. Okay. Okay. Fair. Tell me more. Tell me more. Fair enough. Here's the kicker. My partner and I have only had sex with each other. We sometimes talk about opening our relationship Mm. in the future, but for now we're good. If your relationship is fulfilling and happy and you don't feel a significant need to go out and test the lady fucking waters right now, (laughs) don't break up. Okay. You exploring your identity is not a burden on your partner. You thinking women are hot does not have any implications about your attraction to him. Unless you guys want to break up anyway, there is no need to, quote, set him free Mm. as he is not trapped. Yeah, I do think it is good okay. for you guys to have ongoing conversations about your identity journey, just like it is healthy to talk to your partner about other important life stuff. Yeah, I would call whatever the writer is experiencing internalized biphobia, which I can totally relate to. How can I call myself bisexual if I have only slept with men? The answer, at least for me, is that your sexual identity is more than your physical experiences. Mm. It is truly part of your identity. Uh-huh. If I can uh, step aside and say, preach, sister. <laughs> uh If a person is straight and a virgin, no one questions their identity just because they haven't, quote, proven their straightness. That is very true. 100% by fucking someone of the opposite gender. But if you think you might be into people of your same gender, suddenly there is pressure to prove it mm, from cishet folks and other LGBT people alike to prove your queerness. Uh That's biphobia, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, writer, you're wonderful. Uh, Anonymous writing in. Uh, Additionally, the internal pressure to settle on a label for yourself is hard. Took me a long time to feel okay saying I'm bi, but it also felt good to get to that point. Take your time. It's cool. Maybe another world feels better. When I was still figuring my shit out, the most helpful thing for me was easing into the LGBT community. Watching queer YouTubers, listening to gay podcasts, lurking on LGBT forums. Those were the baby steps towards feeling like a part of a larger community. Mm. There is common ground to be found with other queer people, even if they don't share your particular identity. Then when you're feeling more comfortable, you can branch out and like, I don't know, join a bi lady roller derby team or something. (laughs) Having LGBT friends is great. Thank you, anonymous bi. That's how she signs off. Okay. Anonymous by. That was wonderful. That's There's a like, really good response. And so, you know what? We just like, just forget what we had said and just <laughs> listen to that response. And so just like keep it, you know, like that. <laughs> um, another person wrote in with a list of, it says this, uh, uh, if you permit me, I'll share advice for the listener from my own experience. This person is a bisexual woman. Mm -hmm. Also in a relationship with a man. Okay. She says, find an LGBTQ affirming therapist who is knowledgeable about the community and has experience Mm. serving queer clients. Be honest with yourself and your partner about your desires, curiosity, and insecurities. Be open to listen and understand the same about your partner. Come out or don't to your friends and family on your own terms and in your own time. Find out if your city has LGBTQ and or bisexual meetups that you can join to feel more connected to the community and make some friends. Check out bisexual.org and autostraddle.com for resources, news, pop culture, and media related to bisexuality and other queer topics. Bond with your partner over your celebrity lady crushes. (laughs) That's tender. Uh, If you enjoy erotica, find some that feature bisexual women. If you and your partner are comfortable, try engaging with it together. If, and this is a, this is all in capital letters in bold, very big if- You and your partner are interested, have trust and honest communication. You could discuss the possibility of a threesome. Some couples find that exploring sexuality together can deepen their bond. If that sort of thing isn't for you, that's also 1,000% okay. 
Again, love the pod, and I hope to be in the right place, right time <laughs> to catch a live show someday. Just so <laughs> these are like very good. I think it's also, but it is interesting because it does kind of open up, you know. Because I think we're all we are very clear that we're not professionals. We're very clear that um, you know, this is this is a comedy podcast. Um, but at the same time, we are offering our advice, and so I do wonder. I'm like, obviously, those two things you read were from people who have the experience of the of the person who wrote in. Yes. And so I'm like, so does that mean we should not touch on those kind of topics given that they're not our purview? No, and here's why I think so. Because when you do that, that that's part of how erasure happens from like the liberal center, right? Oh, okay. Because you're <laughs> scared to engage with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so you just don't touch it in any way. Right. I say- as long as you are, you know, I felt like maybe we were uh, coming at these things, subjects that we're not acquainted with, right. with empathy, right. then it's okay. Right, of course. And no, then no, no, I, right. here's the thing, listeners, and I think Naomi, I can speak for you on this, we would welcome you to write in if we missed the mark on some stuff. That's true. Please we're a community. Do. We're in a dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's true. And especially because, again, you can tell us we missed the mark in a nice way or a shitty way. So it's like, if it's cool, like, <laughs> Please I hear you. Please don't a shitty way. I'm saying don't. I'm like, you have your two options. Like, we... Missing the mark to me or being told I missed the mark is not the issue. Right. It's we, the way in which you're told that you yeah. missed the mark that is the issue. We have thin but skin. <laughs> we do. We're like, we're delicate as fuck. And it's like so dumb that we do things that put ourselves out into the world and we cannot take any mean words. Um, but uh, guys. We love criticism. Hate mean words. <laughs> um, guys. So I'm hoping that uh, some of that advice from those two listeners and was helpful to the person who both wrote in and anyone else who might be dealing yeah. with the same ish. Thank and you to thank you to everyone that wrote in. Exactly with like, their with their thoughts. It's like thank you, I need it, love it. Was it was a lot. I couldn't read it all, but I, I know um, you know. But it was all much appreciated. Um, guys, before we get to the sets, two hilarious sets. The last two fun sets from our show at the Bell House in New York City. Oh my God, what a great show that was! Just a touch of housekeeping, babies. You know, the next live show is Saturday, March 7th here in L.A. at the Virgil, and the lineup is tight. We've got Matt Besser and Danielle Schneider, one of the hosts of Bitch Sesh. And one of the founders of UCB. We've got Paul Downs, Lucia, and Yellow from Broad City. We've also got Patty Harrison and the wonderful, hilarious Sydney Washington from the podcast Unofficial Expert yeah. and Comedy at the Knit in Brooklyn. You've heard her on the show before, too. Yes. yes. Uh, also, Naomi, what, don't you have some shows coming up, too? Oh, yeah. You guys, I will be in New York City doing shows February 28th to March 5th. And you can check me out at Littlefield on Monday in so many places. I will post about the shows. But basically, New York, I'm coming at you and I'm trying to get up in there. Next week, we are, have Danny Pudi on the show. We did another advice episode. Look out for that. If you want to, again, call us in. If you want to call us and ask your own advice questions, 323-524-7839. Also, we have a Patreon, all right? We give you two extra episodes, exclusive <laughs> episodes, only for your ears if you're part of the Patreon community, one of our Patreon pals. It's only $5. You can sign up at patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Uh, I think that should be about it, Naomi. Why don't we get into these sets? We gotta get to the sets, you guys. This first set is a good old time, and it is from Larry Owens and Chris Murphy, actors, comedians, and longtime friends. Chris has written for Vulture, Reductress, and many others, and Larry hosts the podcast What Makes You Sing. And you can see him on HBO's High Maintenance this season. And for all of you in L.A., on March 25th, Larry will be performing at Dynasty Typewriter, and I will be opening for him. So mark your cows, live your life. And... Get ready for this real good set. Roll it. Oh, wow. 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 Happy New Year. It's not Happy New Year yet. Happy New Year. We're so close. Woo! Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. So you're all probably familiar with Larry. You're like, who is this? <laughs> who am I? Who are you? No, P. Um, I feel like it, I should just like say like we are not related. Despite Every, me, growing up, everyone thought that. Despite being two black people just in the same vicinity of each other, yeah. with lots and lots of tagged photos. Indeed, indeed, we do not we do not share any blood relation. Also, but while gay, we are not dating. We we're not not yet. But no, uh, not yet. No, we're platonic friends. We're platonic friends. We've been platonic friends for what thirteen years. Yes. Can you believe? Can you believe it? And, and I'm only nineteen. I shouldn't be drinking this. Yes. 
It's actually illegal. He should be arrested right now. Uh, clink, clink. Clink, clink. No, we don't, we don't arrest people anymore. It's, that's not in vogue. Um, no, but we met. I we, know you, we, uh, you heard about another theater camp tonight. Bucks Rock, boo, whatever, boo. who cares? We hate that place. Gang warfare, we, tribalism. Absolutely. No, we met at a, at a theater camp. Uh, by the name of Stage Door Manor. Stage Door Manor! One, uh, a white person definitely went, woo! <laughs> Westchester! <laughs> Upper West Side? <laughs> Send me your drop pin! Definitely. Connecticut! Connecticut. Connecticut. The whitest of them all, Connecticut. Uh, you can't even write this stuff. You can. We knew that would be. But yeah, as sort of the only, some of the only, like the black, we were the only a handful. There was a handful. There was a handful. There was not, a to keep, not to keep talking about race, okay? As, I don't want like, to keep doing that, but, but we, we were, uh, there's a handful. A handful. Of, One uh, of them was my literal cousin, so what can you do? <laughs> um, of black people. Of black people. At this um, haven for young delusional white actresses. <laughs> And, so sort of uh, live out their wildest dreams early so they could get it out of their system. Get it out of their system. Uh, go, go right right to Dartmouth, get married, Absolutely. and start clogging my feet you with know, your fucking... To Goldman Sachs, to mediocre, Bain, to McKinsey. That's where they belong. Mediocre Murray Hill slacks and, and belt. Slacks with the belt pleated. That's bit. her husband. That's their husbands. That's their lives. I, you know, I'm in a one-bedroom in Fort Greene. Yes. Just walk watching Elaine Stritch videos all night. All and, day, all and day and all that's, day. But we met at that place. We met at that place, and that's sort of what, in, that brought us together, and we've never been apart since, if you could believe. Yeah, because we found out like we, that we actually had a lot in common, besides obviously being obsessed with theater. We both attended, at the time, boarding, boarding school. school. Give it up, give it up. <laughs> no, Do that you was know hard. how rare it is to find two black boys, not only at theater camp, but also at boarding school. Surrounded <laughs> by white people every day. All the time. And you hear our voices. Oh, this is a podcast. So um, that's I why. I love white people. Sorry. <laughs> that's the reason why we've been talking about race over and over again. <laughs> just so that, to paint that picture. To paint that picture. Um, indeed. We both went to boarding school. We went that... to boarding school. We loved theater. We, we love uh, just like, like really, really like strident, like musical theater belting. Yes, and also being intellectual about it, we really sort of like sort of picked apart every aspect of, you know, a song, a performance. Adam Driver would not be safe in our company. Because <laughs> we really We really go in, we really go in. We're the type we're the type of bitches who will send a YouTube link at 3 a.m. And then with talk the time about stamp. And talk about it till five. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about till five a.m. Just discussing all the intricacies of the beats, how they're honoring the source material, like the Adams Family musical. The Adams Family <laughs> pulled in a new direction. It's important. It's important to sort of do the dramaturgical work. Yeah, right? that's it required to sort of look into that. Um, but yeah, we've we've we. gone we've. What have what haven't we done? I sang with Larry at his sort of debut concert as Bernadette Peters. I don't know if many of you guys know that. Uh, I'm Bernadette Peters. <laughs> okay, when I have the wig on, it unassailable, works. Unassailable, unassailable. But it's gangbusters on the podcast. I'm Bernadette Peters. <laughs> I am the foremost interpreter of the works of Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> Uh, you can't, you can't beat that. That's it. Yes. That's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> and at that concert, we sang, uh, sang. A, a harrowing duet between a witch and Rapunzel. And a witch's child. Larry has always been to me a witch. A witch. That's sort of like that's just like a it. scary older feminine figure, just absolutely <laughs> tormenting me since I was twelve. Casting spells, even. Cast, yes, definitely casting spells, indeed. But also like an older brother. You know, it's like it's hard to find someone as lovely and... You're being sweet. I am being sweet. I'm trying. You told me to be sweet. So. <laughs> My I'm only rule sweet. coming out there was like, I was like, just don't be mean to me, please. Please just don't be mean. I <laughs> Because so much of what bonds us together is eviscerating other people. Yes. <laughs> be mean to all of you, but we would never be mean to you. Ever. 
Never. We met in a, in a high school production of Rent, basically. Like, literally. And guess who was who? Yes, actually, correct, whoever that was. And? Uh, and? Mark? Oh, my God, that's so nice. So nice, colorblind. No. <laughs> there was no colorblind casting in 2008. Hey, Diggs! Uh, not even, no, not even. Benny! Benny! <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yes, I Chris was, was Benny, I was college. I was Benny, I was like, pay me rent. <laughs> I need a rent. I'm Tay Diggs. Um, it's amazing. I love, I love that. Like you're like I'm your older brother, and you are maybe you like literally 15 are. months apart. <laughs> 15 months, 100 pounds, about what's, six inches of height. What's what's you know numbers? I know who is counting. I'm counting. That's all I do is compare. I'm so neurotic, which I think also bonds us. That's exactly. We're both psychotically neurotic. Like, you've never met black Jewish people like us. Like, we're just absolutely cavelling every second. Every second. Uh, does anyone have a locket for the last night of Hanukkah? Is it the last night of Hanukkah yet? I would love a locket. But it's the fourth day of Kwanzaa. Intersectionality. Umoja. No. Ujama. Kujama. Ujama. Ujama. Wait, what were we on? Kuji Chakalia, is that? No, that's day two, bitch. Fuck. <laughs> you just like you just like saying Kuji Chakalia. You just like saying. Kuji People Chakalia. love to name troll Kuji Chakalia. It's, it's well, the best day of Kwanzaa. If you don't know about Kwanzaa, get into it. Kuji Chakalia <laughs> is um, self determination. So I don't think we should be making fun of that heading into 2020. No. Politics. <laughs> they're political. They're po they're a political crowd. They're not. <laughs> They don't care. They're, they're kind they're of like, get to the Jill point. They're like, they're like, it's what's fun. the point of your friendship? And I would say, like, yeah, uh, you let's know, get to it. let's get into a it. A decade in, we're still kind of looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the, what is is. the point? Well, no, I, I will say, uh, we, we, if you can believe this, we butt heads sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we don't get along. All right? And that's, that's difficult because I respect and love, literally Larry is like my older brother. Are you talking brother. about WGA's 2019? I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about W, uh, are we, oh, oh wow. We're unpacking oh. something here. Get this ready, we're unpacking something here, folks. But wait, okay, okay, so let's talk the about WGA's, WGA's, let's talk about the Okay, so. Raise your hand if you were at the Writers Guild Awards in 2019. Anyone, anyone? Okay, so, so no one saw the two so, of us absolutely yelling at each other outside of the Edison Hotel at 3 a.m. each other. After last that was call? An award show. That was a private moment for us? It was glamorous. It was chaotic. It what was, was it about? Full of pathos. I, what I was the argument about? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I, don't I actually know. do remember. You do? Okay. Well, well wow. Okay. That, that makes fun of us. But okay. it's unimportant. It's bygones. No. It's bygones. But, but now no, I want to know. What no. were we yelling at about it? No. 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 I can't. We're so far beyond that. We're now. so far beyond that. But like the thing is, it's like my behavior after that. So I really, uh, to be vague, I was really self-righteous. I was like, Chris, I, I, I was like, Chris. Listen to what he's I, saying. I, I need you to, I was at, at the time of the night, I was like, I need you to calm down. And you were like, I can't be calm. <laughs> I can't be calm. No, I was very calm. I would say I was calm. I was like, I was like, Chris, like, come on, just like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I, I, I used to just want to be like a part of everyone because I'm, I'm from Baltimore and I'm poor and, and, and now I'm making something of myself and I feel like, I feel like all I want is just to be seen as an equal by everyone, but I feel like I'm always just really, really like crying for attention. And to that, I said, <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And then the next day I, I was, we were texting and I was like, I was, me, me at a location. You were like, let's yeah, meet at a location yeah, but and talk this out. But it didn't happen. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen for many months. It didn't happen. No, we went, we actually, in this, the year of our Lord 2019, we went into a radio silence. Yeah, for three months. And we'd been best friends for 10 years. We'd never not spoken for that long. Isn't that sad? 
think it, yeah, isn't that, isn't that It was fucked up. It, it was fucked up. I will say I that. I didn't feel good about it. I was I felt drunk. terrible. I felt terrible, but I was just like, I don't know what to do. Okay, like, wait, this is the first time we've ever talked about this, like, ever. So this is actually But I can tell it's a very quiet, like, off-Broadway house. They love stories. They're sort of like, <laughs> now they laugh. Now they laugh. But, um, but yeah. Like, you don't have to pick a side. You can just like take it in. You don't have to pick um, a side, take it in. But um, then I was, I was doing a play in, in the summer and, mm -hmm. and I actually like had the stomach flu. Like I was like dying. I was, I walked You were off, in the hospital. I walked off stage. I, I vomited in the hallway. Then they took me to the hospital. Wait, say which play you were doing. It's called The Strange Loop. <laughs> and, 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 who, and who showed up to the hospital? to take me home and care for me until I recuperated. I... It was Chris! I did show up. I did. Oh. Because friendship... Friendship. It doesn't know any about... It doesn't know any sort of parameters, all right? You show up when you need to show up. Yes! All right? And couples, couples therapy, therapy, I think we did it! Is about. Are we like... Did we make a breakthrough? I think we really... I know, I think we made a breakthrough I on this I think we made one. a breakthrough. Oh wow, this is I'm like... I'm not texting, you I, fucking I like, I bitch. That... <laughs> He's I... not listening to me at all. Like, I am, this is a podcast. Is okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to cue up anymore. a really sweet moment here from our past. Okay. And, um, Bring it on, I don't know. I think, I think you might enjoy it. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally ready for it. Okay. Now, after we've now gotten it all out, in front of these absolute white strangers, it's... <laughs> So gorgeous to do this. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm piecing it together. I hear a song. A song is playing. Okay, okay. Um, oh, wait. No, no, no. Unlimited. It's this hard part. Uh, hard, okay. Wait, okay. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Linda, who's alpha bar? Okay. We can just we'll tag go. it. Tag it. I've heard it said when people come into our lives for a reason and they are something we must learn and we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them, and we help them in return. And now, whatever way our stories and do you know the words? I know you have rewritten mine. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
for being okay, my call, call friend. Okay, come on, call me, call me. Why you call me for as it passes the sun? Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back, everyone. Well, Naomi. When Larry Owen sings, all is right in the world. <laughs> like, all is right. I'm feeling good. I was like, holy shit. And it's so funny because I always like want to make him. I'm always like, okay, you can do the show, but is there any way we can factor in you singing a dramatic number? And I love that this time I didn't even have to ask. Uh, he took it upon himself. Have you ever listened to the uh, soundtrack for A Strange Loop, which was an off-Broadway musical he was in? I have not listened to the soundtrack it's because great. I'm waiting to see it. Oh, you listen to it already? It's, yeah, it's legit great. Andy, can... what are you doing experiencing things without me? <laughs> uh, you can hear it on Spotify. I can't I w- believe you're here. You're doing things without me. Because I've never listened to uh, a musical soundtrack without seeing the musical before. Same. And But I'm like, oh, I'm kind of curious about this. I saw Larry posting about it online a long time for a while. It's great. It's really wonderful. Yeah. And I wish we had been in New York when it was I'm, running so we could see it. Don't worry. I'm praying to the gods it'll come back. Um, Which gods? Zeus? Yeah. Zeus and Hera. <laughs> like always. <laughs> the only gods I pray to. The Greek gods of myth and legend. Um, now, Naomi. Yes. Uh, I thought in the middle part here we could do something that I'm calling the great debate. Okay. And really this stems out of um, something that happened to us. Now, we... Invited some friends to uh, to a dinner, okay? A dinner party we're throwing. Um, and you and I had um, the way we the way we were inviting the people. I had a list. Yes, and you had the list. It was the same main people, but you invited someone, and I had accounted for their significant other, and uh-huh. you did not account for their significant other on your list. Correct, because. If you take it. Because I feel like if I invite you somewhere, that does not mean I'm automatically inviting your partner, especially when I don't know your partner. Like, there's some people, obviously, who we do know, like, as a unit, you know, as a package deal. But then there are other people where it's like, yeah, like, you've had a man for a year and I met him for five minutes. He ain't on my list. See, that's the thing. And this is this is the debate. Yes. Which is when you invite someone to a formalish event or yep. a formal event. Yes. And they are in a long-term relationship. Yep. I assume that they're going to bring their long-term significant other along with them. That that is a package deal for a formalish or a formal event. Now you tweeted out, and this is why I wanted to debate this on the podcast. Yes, yes. because you made it sound like I was the one who thought that I was going to go along with you to something. You tweeted oh. out. So Andy Beckerman says I'm weird for assuming an invite to one person and a couple doesn't automatically include their partner. Am I? I'm friends with plenty of people whose partner I barely know, and I'm not someone who needs to be with any man, with my man all the time. Am I soulless? Yeah, that is like, and sometimes it's interesting because like when you and I, because basically you and I were having the debate at home and I was like, I need to know what someone else feels. This is what I'll use the crowdsourcing of Twitter to decide. Right. And so just because I was like, am I nuts? Because it's literally just, you because again, and it was interesting, right? Because some people feel like, well, it depends on the event, right? But here's the thing. Don't you think it comes down to like the bigger issue for me is the assumption. The way you said, you're like, I assume they were going to bring their person. Yes. And I think that's fucked up. And I think the people (laughs) out here just thinking they could bring they plus one a fucking long is so rude to me. And I just feel like, and I also just don't understand what it is to, if I get invited to something, unless, unless it's honestly, 
I bring you along <laughs> if it's something that like I'm like, I'm not gonna know anybody or I'm not gonna have fun if you're not there. Like I don't if I'm just like going to a friend's house and they're having dinner, I'm not like bring Aunt, can Andy come? It's like you can make your own damn hot pocket at home. Ah. Oh, which is of course what I eat. When yeah, you're hot not <laughs> only hot pockets. Because I of course I am a huge Jim Gaffigan fan. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Any, any food that guy talks about his act. Oh, that's my that's dinner when, when Naomi's not around. But like, what is it for you? And I always assume that you know you're all because you and I we've dealt with this a lot, even early in our relationship, where you were like, again, it was never this feeling of like you trying to come along to something, and I didn't want you to. But you always kind of felt like, well, we're a couple, let's do it together. Okay, like for instance, right when you have friends coming into town, yes, or you're like, you know, someone you've known like growing up, and you'd be like, oh, me and so and so are going to dinner. You want to come? And I'm always like, no. <laughs> Sit with your goddamn friend from kindergarten and let me stay in the house and watch my murders. Like, because to me, it's so important that you have separate friends from your partner and do separate things. Because especially like people you know where, you know, if you want to meet with one of your friends from high school, like the way you and your friend Josh just want to play on the Alexa and ask for songs from the 90s and like super chunk shit that I don't know about. And then I'm what, just sitting there? Laughing along, Alexa, wondering what the inside joke is. Play Black Flag's police story. Exactly. That's sick to me. I should not be involved in that. I should be able to sit at home and play Raven Hill on the iPad. Hold on. You're conflating two things. All right. One of the one of them is I would never you know, we do have our separate friends. And if I go hang out with Jeff, I don't invite you along. Early on you would though, to when? things. No, maybe not, maybe not that particular person. See, but, this is what I'm saying. Okay, go ahead. But, but, not, but uh, uh, let uh, me finish. Can, uh, I, can I finish? Can <laughs> I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Ah, uh, yes, listeners, you will of course know <laughs> my version of Dana Carvey's Ross Perot from Saturday Night Live in 1991. Right. <laughs> the point I was trying to make, Naomi, before you so rudely. So rudely. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. <laughs> so rudely interrupted me. <laughs> All right. Was that if you're hanging out with a friend or I'm hanging out with like a friend that is like that knows you or knows me, but it was like, that's my friend. Yep. I don't invite you along to that. Right. But if there is someone who is, um, you know, coming into town first, but to me, that's a special thing. Oh, and really? That's, yes. Someone coming into town. But, but why I should seen, I, But right, so that's special for you. Is special period. But okay, but okay. Zeus and Hera would bless it themselves, Naomi. So if it's special, what does that mean? What's your point when you say it's special? That's when you invite your partner along for a special event. But that's interesting because see, I would define special special as in the eye of the beholder. You know, if one of your friends is coming into town, that don't mean shit to me. I'm soulless. I think like that's the, that's because like literally I'm like okay who cares like I was like great like y'all connect like I truly have no interest right but that doesn't mean it's like yeah oh. no see that's I think I don't look here's the thing neither of us is right but I I am the voice of you're gonna hate this I'm the voice of culture stop it right now I'm the zeitgeist I detest when you. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I think that uh, that more here. Can we read some of the responses to yes. your tweet? Yeah, I think more people. Again, I'm not saying this. If like there was a formal event that you were invited to, and it was very obvious that I shouldn't go, I wouldn't like sit there and cry until you until you like called them and got me to go. Right? I would be well, like, right. great. I'm gonna make this Morning Star Farms right. fake chicken patty. All right. And watch The Sinner Season 2 on Netflix. Right. Exactly. And, you know, read The Marauders, the new <laughs> X-Men series. I love home. you listing all of it. Everything that's going to happen. I'm listing, when you went out last night, I'm listing some of the things that I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's not like I'm like, oh, boo-hoo, take me along wherever you go. I'm so codependent. I'm chained to you. That's not it. It's formal events where I think you're... The idea is your your significant other is supposed to be there. I don't know why your significant other is supposed to be there. That's the that's the thing that like, I fundamentally don't support the premise of your significant other is supposed to be somewhere. But read some of the responses. So this person, I'm not going to say anyone's names. I don't know if anyone right because they didn't they didn't plan for yeah. this. To yeah. me, it depends on what the invite is too. I think inviting half a couple to your wedding is kind of harsh. <laughs> but to the pub, to a movie, that invite doesn't have an automatic guest slot, and that's true. I think that's very true. Is, but you're saying it doesn't even have an automatic invite to a wedding. No, I think it does. I think interesting a wedding, unfortunately, and I and again, it's, to me, that's more of like um, 
That's like a Miss Manners. Somehow, 100 years ago, it was determined that anyone you know gets a plus one to a wedding. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily agree, but like, you know, there is something about, I guess, going to a romantic event that you maybe want a partner there or something. I don't know, but I accept that. But this is not a wedding. This is like a dinner party with a finite number of chairs. And not everybody could be there. Here, do you want to read your response? So then I was like, inviting half a couple to a wedding is savage and I love it, <laughs> but would never do it. And then this other person was like, well, that's, you know, that's why I'm not attending a wedding that my girlfriend is in, which I thought was also extra. Like that's, of course, to me, if I'm in your wedding, you've made me work and show up. Give me a partner to have some fun with. Uh, and then another person responded, my sister was not invited to a wedding in which her husband was a groomsman, but she had to go pick him up after the wedding at the venue two hours away because the couple had only arranged party buses for the wedding parties to the ceremony. That's like the most insane thing I've ever heard. It's like, if you can't do it right, don't do it. This is like, it's like you two hours away, you just dropped everybody off in the woods and then was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, look, more I, people, look, Naomi, more people in this thread, it could be just that you are a uh, well-known stand-up comedian, so people are going to automatically agree with you out of your social standing, no, but a lot of these people are agreeing with you in this thread. I just think that you got to tell me, I think the thing is it should never be assumed. I think it should be a question of, hey, is this a plus one sitch? Hey, can I bring somebody? If you have that, but I also do not understand, like, even if I had a dinner part, like a dinner or whatever, where it's like, you can't eat a meal without your man for two fucking hours? Here's the thing, Naomi. That to me is like, You don't wrong? get to choose the way that people uh, have thought about etiquette. That's, That's true. You don't get to but choose. I, do get I to don't cho get to choose that the Archers of Loaf aren't more popular. What does that answer? They're an indie rock band from North oh, Carolina. Oh, God. I, okay, first of all, you're right. I don't get to be in charge. But you know what? I get to control how I spend my goddamn money. So if I invite you to some shit, don't give me another mouth to feed. <laughs> don't give me another mouth to feed without asking my ass if I can feed that mouth. <laughs> you don't know if I can feed that mouth. Oh, I'm pregnant, Naomi. I hope you don't mind. Because you're going to have another mouth to feed. I ain't got time for that. I went and had that junior surgery. <laughs> you got yourself juniored up. Look, Naomi, I don't get to choose that the things I like aren't the things that culture at large likes. Okay. All right. Yes. You don't get to choose that most people think of themselves when they get... Look, I'm not saying... You and I are weird, I think, in the sense that like we are both independent people. That, <laughs> That's not weird. That have found a lot of... No, because like... Look, also, we are together all the fucking what time. What about <laughs> when we were going to Sketchfest in the airport, in the Burbank airport? Yes. The Bob Hope airport yes we saw a couple dressed exactly the same yeah we were both said ill gross <laughs> we both were like ill but, but i'm saying you and i are two independent people that uh that found love in a hopeless, hopeless world i <laughs> love it all this place yeah yeah uh see i know enough about rihanna to quote <laughs> three-fourths of a line <laughs> but like you know i think a lot of people once they find their uh their significant other they just like mush into each other but at the same time i think you are also more into doing stuff together you know your parents have been together almost 50 years and they have their friends and they go to them together like the your parents don't go to dinner where like one of them stays home if they don't feel like it. Or holy something. shit they do everything together holy shit you saying that i was try trying to come up with like my dad doesn't have like separate friends from my mom at this point. Yes, I'm aware. And I don't, in my entire lifetime, they've never had separate that's friends. That's my point. I think that's why you're also super accustomed being like, if you're in a couple, you do things together. Jesus. You know, because if, when you get invited to stuff, you will be like, Naomi, you want to come, like a party or whatever. And I'm always the person who's much more like, go be with those people without me. Like, go, like, don't, you know, have those relationships. Also, it's like, and look, people want to act like this is like special or difficult. Let's be real, okay? You need some people who are not friends with your partner so you could talk about your goddamn partner. Okay? <laughs> and that's just a fact. And so let's not pretend you got to keep some of this shit separate. Jesus, Naomi. I feel like I need to, to pay you my copay this week. Hello. Hello. Finding revelations out about my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, Naomi, what you come from a divorced parents from a. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Who only probably had separate friends. <laughs> well, sure. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, what has to happen? So, you know, that's just my fact. That's what I'm thinking of. So, you know what I mean? I'm just going to say right now, you know, the prosecution rests. Um, I will not change my stance. And you can't just be giving me mouse defeat. That is in summation. In summation jury. Damn it. 
you can't be giving me bows to me. I might have to uh, forfeit. <laughs> Boom. And you see, that's a relationship. <laughs> when you just never stop talking until the person forfeits. Not, I mean, not always. <laughs> I'm no beta cock. <laughs> oh, my God. But you- seriously, you dropped some truth bombs, Davey. I know I did. I know I did. So while y'all deal with the rubble from my truth bombs... We about to go to a commercial and we'll be back with another hilarious set from the Bell House. Hi guys, I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the big shifts which motherhood can bring. This season, you'll hear from resilient mamas like actress Gabrielle Union, thought leaders like author of the New York Times bestseller, Untamed, Glennon Doyle, and experts like prenatal and postpartum clinical psychologist, Dr. Alyssa Berlin. We get candid about our experiences and share resources for everything parenting, endometriosis and surrogacy, divorce and blended families, emotionally preparing for postpartum. Katie's Crib is covering it all. For a dose of comfort and community with those who understand the struggles and the joys of raising tiny humans, subscribe now for brand new episodes every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Yeah, Andy is still mm. struggling with the facts I had to tell him about his life and his choices and then our life together. So while he's dealing with that, y'all listen to a very funny set. This set, you guys, is a thruple. Always a special time. We have three friends coming at us. This set is from Griffin Newman, Sam Rogal, and Alejandro Collini. Longtime friends. Alejandro hosts the Toxic Podcast. Sam is an actor and improv coach who performs regularly at the Magnet Theater in New York. And you know Griffin from Amazon's The Tick, Search Party, and Our Cartoon President. And his podcast, Blank Check Pod. Also upcoming, he's the voice of Orko on the new Masters of the Universe He-Man cartoon. New He-Man cartoon! I'm not familiar. You guys, get into this fun set from these three pals. Roll it. Everybody. Hi everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Twenty years. Twenty, 20 years 20 of friendship. Year, two decades of friendship. Five Olympics. Five Olympics. Five Olympics. We always measure it in Olympics. Um, so the three of us met at a uh, performing arts uh, summer camp called Bucks Rock. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just wanted to see. Small audible groan. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> resentment, resentment. Performance and creative arts, let's say. Yeah. Book arts was a big factor in the place. <laughs> I used to bind books. Uh, so we oh. met. <laughs> uh, we met in the uh, comedy program at camp, which was called the Clown Shop, mm-hmm. uh, which right. is a, is a lame program. name for it. Yeah. yeah. And our second summer together, Sam and I bunked together. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, started our friendship on a bit of a a rocky start. We liked each other enough the first summer that we wanted to bunk together. Yeah. Which, that was a good start. And then we upgraded our relationship to the next level. Sam was top bunk, I was bottom bunk. Mm -hmm. So in our second summer, uh, uh, there was a virus that got spread around camp. The plague. Yeah. Uh, And being such a small community, basically everyone got it. 90%. Yeah. It was... Um, one of the most horrifying experiences of my life. The infirmary had three cots. Yeah. In total. Yeah. And about four buckets. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I was feeling sick. Uh, so I went back. I was sent away from the infirmary, uh, because it was full. And I was sent back and I laid on my top bunk. And, um, Griffin was nice enough to, uh... Our audience can tell the future. Oh. Oh, just wait. Um... Griffin was nice enough to uh, allow me to use his oscillating fan, um, which he turned on. So I'm on the top bunk, and this is Griffin's bed. Which, let's be fair, it was oscillating, but it was generally pointing down because it was supposed to cover me when I was sleeping. Yeah. It was at a downward angle. Now, another thing about Griffin, and how old were you in 2002? Well, uh, th- 13? 13. 13. Griffin yeah. had brought like a lot of toys to camp. I'm a collector. <laughs> I'm a collector. <laughs> 
I don't want you to make it sound like they were like support things. They, it was a collection. I was curating a collection. Yeah. I was building a brand. Which a lot, I feel like, if my memory serves, it was a lot of like Scooby-Doo, the Fred, Freddie Prince Jr. Scooby-Doo. The movie toy. had just come out. Yeah, so you had like all those figures. Yeah, 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 right? It's Scooby Fever. What are yeah. you talking about? I was tapped into the culture. Um, so he had laid those out all in his bed. Um, and I got really sick. And I vomited off the side of my bed into the fan. Which then sprayed vomit all over Griffin's toys. And my bed sheets. And your bed sheets. And my books. Yeah. This rift lasted three years. <laughs> I, I uh, spent that summer waiting tastefully for my time to enter the story. Yeah. Uh, a year later, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I attended. I attended. Don't give the same you credit for that. Yeah. I, I like to think that I kind of brought you guys together. I think so. In 2003, yeah. I, I showed up. I wanted. Yeah. I, I did stand up at a like a talent, a, a stand up show, and I, I met Sam through that stand up program. Yeah. Um, I remember it was the first time that I had ever done stand-up and I was receiving a lot of positive feedback. Um, mm. But uh, all of the feedback that I got was always qualified. It was like, hey, you're really funny, but you, you haven't seen anything when Griffin gets here. <laughs> He's got a Scooby-Doo collection. <laughs> I was coming late in the summer. Yeah, I was um, coming late. And Griffin so, had a reputation at camp for being, you know, this like super little, funny. yeah, this tiny Very little tiny. funny person. Really small. Yeah. Um, but I remember after the first stand-up show that I ever did, like getting on stage and that feeling, the, that incredible feeling of, of succeeding, and uh, I had not yet met Griffin, mm -hmm. but I remember passing him by, uh, and he just sort of, after the show, he, he gave me the, uh, the nod, and he went, hey man, funny stuff. <laughs> and I was like, yes! I, I was so, I did it! <laughs> Yeah, I think th this is going pretty well, but I do, I do think we have to address the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. We have to discuss the elephant in the room. Is it that our friend of 20 years, Sam Regal, is... Is engaged to be married engaged in the year to be married later this year. In this following year, hold for applause, our friend Sam Regal oh, is no, getting that's... married in this pointed lack yeah, of applause. Yeah, not Brooklyn, yeah. Not supportive. <laughs> Sam is getting married this summer. Thank you. Now, I... I remember when we were first becoming very close friends Good when we friends. were teenagers and we had a conversation about our wedding. What about someday? <laughs> when we all get married, uh, we're all gonna do 15 minutes. That was the, the promise. That we all had 15 minutes. We just get a 15 minute set. Now Sam has been very resistant to this and the last when year or two we've gently floated it to him and he's been resistant to giving us each 15. Well I'm gonna go ahead and tell, when Sam told us that he was getting married, the second thing he said was, and you guys get a combined five minutes. A combined five, a combined five. Now I wanna say in the spirit of friendship, yeah. I would like to formally, with this audience as my witness, uh -huh. say, with this audience as a witness, yeah. I am willing to only do seven, okay, because I'm trying out for a late night spot and I don't need the extra time. I gotta get it tight, yeah. yeah. And I would take the remaining eight and I would give them back to the room. I'm the room, so I'll that's the room. I'll do twenty-three because he's working on a Comedy Central I'm half hour. I'm working on a half hour. Yeah, we're trying to fit the forms of what we're looking for. Twenty twenty resolute. We can't all get married in twenty twenty. Thank you, whoever said right. Thank you. Can I ask when we were texting about what we were gonna do for this show? There was Did you guys have a subtext? Correct. We have a separate text. Wow. We've been talking about this for two days because we're genuinely. In sense, now can I bring up some other negotiation? Oh, I'd like to talk a little serious? bit. Yes, because we oh, made a note. Wow. We've been exchanging notes. We so had a whole camp up. set that Correct. I was prepared to do. You right. have a, a beautiful venue. This was your call, was to, to We let you me. do a lot of the planning, but I yeah. want to say this. <laughs> we have some objections with the venue you picked because we don't think it's going to be a particularly warm room for comedy. Okay. <laughs> I know this little bar called McSwiggins. Yeah, a lot of open mic tapping there. Street. Uh -huh. yeah, a hot room, bar. a hot yeah. room, because you get some spillover sometimes laughter from the people sitting at the bar who aren't specifically there for the show. Pool no. tables in the back, but don't worry, you can pick them up and move them to the well, side. So when we, were, when we were literally 10 minutes ago backstage yeah. talking about what we were going to do when we came out here. An elaborate ruse. You, so okay, listen, cool. what yes. I'm saying cool, is cool, 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 we cool. are both meeting, we yeah. to tape 
these sets, so yeah. the crowd has to be warm. Okay. Or else it's a fucking wash for us. Yeah. Now look, we're not trying to be selfish here because this is your this night. This is your right. night. Right. Your night. You guys aren't trying to be selfish with what you're doing right now. Great. This great. is your night. But let's say to to make it clear in the spirit of like friendship, we're willing to help out with the wedding. Yeah, absolutely. You guys let me tell the fan vomit story. <laughs> That's late. Which, can I just and say? then you decided Correct. to do this. You're we like, let's let him tell the that story. That was the demarcation out. point. Great. Cool. There were cool. a few cool. years where neither of you liked telling that fan Correct. story. It's and a look, funny story. I wasn't I... gonna bring it up. <laughs> you weren't gonna bring up the I fan story. I didn't want to guilt trip you with the vomit fan story. I wasn't gonna bring it up. Yeah. I, as a friend, want to let you bring it up so you could get the laughs and then we could do this bit. Yeah, yeah. Sam. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. We're willing to cater. Yeah. Who's catering now? Uh, the venue is catering. Oh. Okay, okay. What if we said we could cater for only slightly above cost? Slightly above. And Ale, Ale's I've been getting been... very into artisanal cereals. That's yeah, cool. Fun. We could do a whole wedding. Oh I'll, need, I'll need a hibachi, though. I now, can't wait. I know how to make one thing. Yes. And it's lasagna. But I can also oh, offer a dessert lasagna. Yeah. Same basic principle with like fudge. Cannot wait to see the point in the text thread where all I said, artisanal cereals. <laughs> it was good. And you were like, left. yes, this, in the show. It right got a laugh. Oh, yeah, you can tell that's something I said, that I wrote. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, ha, yeah, ha, yeah, ha, yeah. ha, 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 Now, let's say also, because it is like New Year, we, it probably would be nice if you book some other friends on the show. We have some yeah. friends who are looking to get stage time, and if we're already setting up the camera... Stage time is very hard to get. Okay. You need one person with a camera, and then everyone wants to come in and do their sets, because everyone needs new tapes for the new year. So we're not going to tell a story about the kid who put the sunglasses on his bone or we're giving notes? Of course okay. not. Okay. It's a really good story you guys are missing out. What are you thinking for the first dance? What song yeah. are we going to go with? Still undecided. Okay, interesting, because Ali and I are thinking about getting into music. Starting to become songwriters. We think 2020 is a good time to start, and we would appreciate it if you supported us in that venture. I learned music theory from a book. <laughs> it is a song to be named. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean not, we will name it later, I mean we will literally write the song and then come up with a name for it. Why don't we call it Still To Be Decided? Still To Be Decided. Oh, wow. Boom. Boom. Okay, and, and here's the thing. We're saying we will do that for you for free. We will write you an original song, perform it for free, and all you have to pay is instrumental rentals, okay? Yeah, instrumental rentals? Instrumental rentals. <laughs> instrumental rentals? <laughs> instrumental rentals. So you guys let me backstage Take the lead Fine. on beating out the set we were gonna do. This is so selfish and write for you it to make this all ridiculous. You right now, you're taking this whole thing about my back. Fine. Oh, there's a knife in it. I'm so, fine. So in 2003, oh my Sam and I. Oh my god. If you, re if you really want to know, we met. We were in a play. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. This, no. Let's end on no, this. Very subtle of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were in a play. It was a montage of absurd scenes. There was a, there was a, um, there was something of a mutiny among the cast. Yeah. And I, as a young thirteen-year-old, I always admired that you called our director an asshole. I did. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I just need to say this. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> wow. We've had our fun and games. It's been a great bit. Everyone's mm -hmm. had a great time. You're having a great time. All three of us love this. Let's be honest. <laughs> Ali and I feel a little excluded because we always felt like we've been friends for 20 years, we're gonna do everything together. And then yeah. you're marrying Elena and you didn't even invite us to marry Elena. And I'm naming her, it's her real name, and you're putting us in an awkward position. So I'll say like all the other shit, that's like funny bits, everyone loved them. But what I really want is I just feel like you should let Ali and I get married like very quickly once or twice during the ceremony. So you want to come up during and, and get married You beforehand. can pick the point. Little it only takes 10 minutes. Wedding, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. two little weddings, we marry each other because you've left us in a lurch. Mm -hmm. We don't have many options at this point. So, Sam, what do you say to all this? <laughs> oh, we've, all this? We've given you a yeah. lot of options. America's listening. Yeah. Um, you guys, and I'll say this, were lucky to be invited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys very much for Griffin doing Alondra I love the turn that love took. Love the turn. I love the turn that took. Call M. Knight, because that took a turn. <laughs> oh, you guys, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I know we got into a lot of shit. We unpacked a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you liked it, and we will be back next week. We love you. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. I see stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we could find them. From the supply chain. And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee. For to labor. It's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode 1 of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. (laughs) And we're very confident. (laughs) We wanted to combine Boz's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.